Hey everybody, welcome back to Skybox. I'm Phoenix, joined by my good friend and host, Faisal. And today we have another guest with us. We have our other good friend, Mel. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Mel. I'm a Mavericks fan, and I like watching NBA. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. I, I can like the Mavericks, but only to a certain extent. Like, yeah. Well, well I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a really big Dirk fan. Like, this is un. This is a completely unpopular opinion. And listen, I love LeBron, but Dirk's one of the greatest players ever. It's just it is what it is, you know. I think him taking down LeBron in that final series, as as much as people go back and forth about Jordan LeBron, Jordan that would have never happened. Okay, it would have <laughs> never happened. He would have never let that that team that Dirk had. That they were nice. Make no mistake, but like man, Dirk carried it. Uh, yeah. And just in general, uh, you know, when it comes to being a star player, um, when you're when you're in that spotlight like that, it's um, it's more than just on the court behavior. You know, it's off the court stuff. Like we see um, stuff with like James Harden or uh, Kyrie, et cetera, et cetera. There's there's a lot of power that comes with 
that type of celebrity status and like Dirk always stayed humble sort of like Tim Duncan you know what I mean yeah Dirk's a great guy and I think he's the greatest big man shooter of all time and I really like uh, Carl Anthony Towns but I think he's going a little bit too far right now but he's good also with players like Dirk it's uh, that the whole team I think um you need to really look deeper into like how the team was built it wasn't a team full of all-stars it wasn't a team full of you know like the best of the best it was a team that understood their assignments that understood you know what they had to do what, what was required from each players and of course Dirk did his thing but like everybody else also did their thing too man and of course I love fucking Dirk he's European he's he, he's he's like the the you know the MJ of Europe in my yeah. eyes that's how I saw him you know the, the guy he he done stuff nobody ever seen. Like the one leg is fade away, right. bro. Who does that shit? Nobody. But yeah. what? He he made that shit. Yeah, he made that shit his own thing, and he made it a thing for like everybody. He's so, yeah, an underrated really hard worker. He he worked really hard on his game, and I think uh, his mentor is Holker. I don't remember his first name, but um, since he was really young, he just put in a lot of hours, and um, yeah, and that team that beat the Heat, they um, they struggled, you know, and. And but they came together as a team. They were really had great chemistry, and like you said, the role players understood their roles, and and Dirk did his uh, his job leading. So it was great. Mm-hmm. yeah I was going to say the playoffs is like, like if you really break it down properly well, as you said you're playing the same team you know and when it comes to like coaching staff coaching staff is so important man well in my opinion the NBA should hire me okay and I'm not even joking I'm being very serious here because when they're hiring when, when they're bringing in all these players and they're like okay bring him why because he can jump bring him why because he, he done really well under heat it's not just like the person's skill it's more so does the person fit and if he does fit what kind of system are you looking for you know nowadays I feel like they just pick NBA players can just pick oh I want to play with Paul George yeah bring, bring me PG and bring me Kawhi and, and, uh, and we'll win yeah we'll have a great time no it doesn't work like that man uh, only maybe one or two players it might work with like LeBron and anything like that but uh, really and truly when you look, look down at it properly you need to have a team that has a system you need to have people that know what they're doing and I don't think coaches nowadays they're really take a step back and they sit down and they put hours and hours hours into looking in if this person fits into the team and if he does does he know what his role is because we see it every single time we see it so much where we bring a player in that, that that was a superstar on one team 
And as soon as he comes to a different team, he's just not the same person. And you question like, oh, the guy's really bad. He's not as good as we thought. No, it's about the system. It's about what kind of environment they're in. I look at Westbrook. Westbrook was a star on OKC. He was even better, uh, not even better, but he was as good as he was in, in Houston. So what the fuck happened? And it's the system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 1,000%. Kelly Oubre, you got all these players too that they're like, that people just completely forgot about. And then they go to a new team because, you know, you, you just think it's them type of players now. They just get kicked around, booted around. No, because as soon as they go to a good team, they become good. And you're like, okay, what the fuck happened? And it's the system. Mm. And I'll... Go on. Yeah. Adaptability. That's true, man. But um, you, you did say you wanted to go into the NBA duos, and I think this is the perfect mix into that. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I think part of the issue too is Porzingis couldn't stay healthy and just when he got into rhythm, you know, he's down again. So that that didn't help things at all. But yeah, I'm not sure they were ever a good fit. They didn't really mesh. I know there's, you know, off the court, they weren't, you know, best friends or anything, but you don't have to be. I mean, it's a work relationship, but, you know, uh, after the trade happened, we had Dorian Finney-Smith come out and say that there was no more jealousy on the team, which is an interesting comment. You know, and you can't you can't try to play talk dog when you're on a team with Luka. So um, I think, you know, hopefully he fits better on the Wizards. But, um, yeah, it was it was kind of rough. You know, Porzingis had done so well on the Knicks, and I don't know if it was just a system change or, or what happened there.
Mm-hmm. He's a star, man. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I'm, I'm with that too. I'm just more so with the. I, like I'm gonna keep bringing it back to the main point. I said the, the fact that it's just, it's the fit. You know, Pazingas. I think the, maybe the Mavs might have thought. Okay, European, European, surely they'll mess, right? <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't work like that, as you can see. And, and the ego thing is a huge, huge, huge part of it. You're so correct. Coming from coming off the Knicks, you know, a team where you're you're the star. People, the, the whole Knicks organization, the whole of the medicine, they looked up to you. You're like, okay, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. You know what I mean? And then now I'm I've, I've gone to a team where there's another person who is the guy. So how, so like, who's gonna take a step back? Who's gonna, you know, mess up? And and that, that comment from from Smith, it, it it clearly like you know gave the answer for us and why it didn't work because the whole jealousy side of it it makes a lot of sense because you know Pazingas he's a great player of course, and I think him and his own team he might he might prosper but I don't think he's that type of leader. He want he, I don't think he's a leader which you, you might have with Luca or you might have all those players. But I just I think he's more of a a backup kind of guy. You know, behind somebody else, but that's about it, man. I don't think he's, he's anything more than that. I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I think having an ego is, is a you know, requirement to be an NBA player. You have to believe in yourself so much, yeah. you know, and is, basketball is such an individual sport, unlike, you know, football or baseball. You know, so much of it is about star players and the league pushes the stars. You know, you see on the advertisements, it's all shots of LeBron and Curry, KD. So, I mean, I can see, you know, where you have to have that level of egotistical, you know, you know, thought about yourself but when you're on a team with someone as you know special as Luca you have to take that step back you have to realize that you're going to be number two and maybe he wasn't willing to do that you know which is fair you know he should have his own opportunity to lead a team although like you said I don't think he's a leadership type but you know we'll see how he does The Mavs need shooting for sure. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's Tim Hardaway Jr. is possibly out for the year, and I, I really like him. He's a great player, man. He's done yeah. so much against the Clippers. I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah. He really and, does, man. 
And I love Jalen Brunson. I think he's such a great player, and I hope we can keep him. Um, yeah, he's nice. He does so well with the ball in his hands, and he's able to get into the paint and score with ease. And um, So, yeah, I think the Mavs are doing well. I hope they can get into a better groove moving into the playoffs. They're in a pretty good position right now. I think they're fifth. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's looking up. We'll, we'll see how they continue to do towards the end of the season. Now, do you think – you mentioned Luka's – um, you know them trying to get that pressure off Luca. So, do you think they still need another another star or at least another like serious threat to help Luca in the playoffs? Because as we see, you know he gets locked. Right. Yeah. And I think you know losing Porzingis, we're we're down like uh, a big there. Even though right. he doesn't always play like a big, but he's got the length. And I think Dwight Powell, who's our center, is is serviceable. Uh, he's not my favorite player, but uh, <laughs> I think we could use another big. I know this is like a, a pie in the sky view, but if you know Luca and Jokic get together, that would be incredible. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but um, listen, yeah. Kyrie Irving played for my team. You never know. Yeah, that's true. You never know. <laughs> um, but we'll see how Dinwiddie does. I think it's still too early to to wish for another big star. But I think I think he's uh, greedy. What's that? I think he's greedy. Yeah. Who? Yeah, wishing for another star when you have Luca, bro. How's that yeah. greedy? No, that's not greedy. greedy. That's, that's like, greedy. it's, no, that's just like how <laughs> I think the Celtics need somebody else. That's not that's greedy. That's also greedy. The you have Jason Tatum, bro. All right, man. That's not There's greedy. There's teams that have nobody. <laughs> we want to win. We can't help y'all, man. Y'all don't even <laughs> got to start. Why you know should what? We, why should the, why should like the Knicks get an absolute stud right now? For what reason? What are they going to do? Going out in the second round? We talking about getting some championship level basketball. You know who I think the you know what, uh, um, the Mavs might need. Go on. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. You know why you don't get it? It's because the Clippers have never gotten close to that. That's all. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> My problem with the Mavs, okay, is um, they are good. They're a good team. I like I like the team a lot, especially because I, I you know seeing them closer and how, how they perform in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's I think they require a young star. And I know you already have your Luca, all right? You just said it was greedy. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> they need their young star. You have the, How is Josh Green? Because then you have a guy called Josh Green, but I don't know. I, don't know, I have no clue how he's doing. And he's a young guy. And he's been yeah, getting he's a lot been, of minutes for you guys. He has been getting a lot of minutes. I think he's still growing as a player, but I like him so far, yeah. I don't have his stats on hand, but... Uh... He's definitely growing, you know, into himself and he's getting more minutes, like you said. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, I feel like a young player would look really good on you guys to be able to grow with Luca at least and understand to play with Luca. You know what I mean? Josh Green could be that guy. You never know. Give him like a season or two. Give him maybe next season. He might be that guy. But um, I feel like you guys are in the position now where you ask ask the team, what, what do you want? You know, do you want to just be a mid-playoff team? Do you want to be a you know a championship team, or do you want to start the rebuild? Right. Because I don't yeah, you think you have the firepower. You, there's no way they can rebuild. They've just signed Luca to a huge deal, and now's mm. the time. You know, he's mm. growing into his prime. He's still getting better, which is incredible. He had kind of a rough start to the season. I know his three-point percentage was god awful in the beginning, but um, yeah, he's he's even kind of in the outskirts of the MVP talk. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. The team's pretty decent. But uh... I wanted to touch on, um, and this is going to spin off 
But um, I wanted to touch on, I know we talked about Porzingis pretty much coming down to, like, he just, he struggled to accept his role. And I was going to say, um, you know, it's not just a Porzingis thing. And you really don't even have to be a star, you know, to have that problem. And I think that's, you know, um, what Mel said earlier about how you have to have that star mentality. You know, that, that's with every basketball player, whether you're a star or not. And when you, and it's fine to have that mentality, but you also, you, you can have that mentality and still play your role, you know, and, you know, you can still think you're the best, but just the best at doing what you do. And I yeah. think it, it ref, when you have a team where players accept their role and they play it well and they're not looking to outshine each other, you know, that's when you get successful teams. That's when you get those top seeds. You know, that's why we see uh, nice teams like the Grizzlies, um, the Suns, you know, even the Bulls uh, where you have, you know, you've got a couple of nice players, but what really makes it when they're on and off the bench, and I think what, what the Grizzlies have, what, 18 wins, something like that? They're 18-4 without jaw. It's, it's, you know, everyone knows their roles. Everyone's yeah. playing and doing what they need to do. It's the surrounding players. Yeah, they're a good team. I feel like the problem with um, somebody who has to somewhat, uh, you know, hold in what they can do just to, to help the team out, it, it, it would definitely come out shining as soon as they, um, as soon as they start losing. I, I've right. seen it in my own two eyes. But when, you know, somebody I know that they can do something, but I can see that they're holding it back just for the better of the team. But when they start losing, that shit is coming flooding out. Right. You know, it, it, it will start to be the reasoning for, for, for losing. And then the, the, team, the teammates are like, okay, well, why haven't you said this whole time? And then it becomes like a, a tussle and an issue. And, you know, it just, it just becomes a whole headache from there. Yeah. Yeah. Chemistry problems are the worst you know as you saw like in that heat situation with that damn uh with jimmy butler yeah mm -hmm. which was which was out of character for him um i'm thinking it's just the heat of the moment thing because i mean we saw what that guy did for that organization in the bubble uh, right. that's the best performance someone's put on for that team in a decade mm -hmm. so i don't think it's a matter of that it seems like you know just but but that's the thing about that's the thing about um you know, just relationships, that, which, you know, of course, extends to the league because, you know, you have this, you have chemistry, you have a relationship with your teammates, the coach, the fans, you know, the media, all these are, are things you got to keep in balance. And um, chemistry, it, it's something you have to keep up, you know, like you just because you could be cool last year, the things could be different this year, you know, um, just like how we, we've seen multiple duos um, where the, there's some rumors about how they don't like each other all of a sudden X, Y, Z. Or maybe it's just James Harden. Because that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Well, remember, happened? remember remember the Houston Rockets? There was a problem with him and Chris Paul. They, I don't know. Chris remember, Paul's the issue. Remember, wait, wait, wait. But let, me, let me ask you if you remember this. <laughs> I remember first there was a rumor that, that they started beefing behind closed doors. And then some, like, I don't know if it was ball sack sports, some fake account tweeted. And then people started believing where it was like Chris Paul said James Harden's fat. He don't like his left titty or something. And it, it was like, what? <laughs> it was so dumb. And then, like, and then I think that's when James, like, uh, tweeted out or something. They're like, oh, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, he didn't say that stuff or whatever. We're good teammates. And then right in the offseason, they split. And then a mad news people were saying that they were beefing the whole time. And then, you know, he had, he had that same problem here in, in uh, now here in Brooklyn, where I'm reading um, he, was, he had trouble. Um, what do you say? He like the ISO ball, I think, of of Kyrie mm. and, and Kevin. Yeah, it's like they, you play ISO ball. It, 
you all play iso ball. You knew that when you joined the team. Mm-hmm. So is it, is iso it just... ball is more is more so just sit back and pray. Like, honestly, that's more. Is you just sit back and hope to God that your player, that that person, whoever's whoever's doing these numbers, that they they score. And and if they don't, pff, unlucky. And I I hate it. I hate it to fuck. I only like it when um you know whenever you, somebody does their ice or whatever, and the defender's done a great job. Yeah, it still goes in. I and that's like, when I'm like, what the fuck? I only like, I only like ISO if it comes from a select few people because they make it look nice. Like Kyrie, Luca, Curry, yeah, James Harden, yeah. plays. And anybody watching James Harden? Listen, <laughs> those other three though. <laughs> no, but seriously, on James, um, let me ask you guys that. So let me ask you guys this. So since we know J- James is is looking a little bit flaky, right? And that's what I mean about. That's what I mean about. Um, you know, like. Things have to, things are different year by year and really things are different, you know, day by day, even, you know, like loyalty, loyalty, is something that you have to keep up with people, you know, like you can be loyal in the past, but now all of a sudden you might change your mind. I, I want to do something else. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't take Harden to be a loyal person in the first place as we've seen. But if, as, as we know, he right now he's in Philly and he's a free agent in this off season. And let's say, let's say Philly's out in the first round. Let's say Philly's out in the second round, even, and they lose in two. Hmm. I mean, I mean, they have two wins. Uh, do you think Harden resigns with that team? This is for you, Mo. <laughs> you know, I I'm not sure, but I think you'd be a fool to walk away from Joel Embiid. So, um, you know, with his track record, I could see him leaving. Um, but if I was in his shoes, I would stay for sure. I would I would stay too, but it's just like, you know, these these stars they run the league now, you know, and even though like the situation in Philly could be nice, who knows what the what other teams are making moves for in the off season? You know, things change so much year by year, and then even mid mid season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think he's, um, I think he will sit back and he definitely definitely weighs options. Because at this point, it's not about who you play with. It's more so, um, by who I mean, like, namers-wise, big names. So, like, he's played with KD, he's played with Kyrie, played with CP3, played with Westbrook, he played with Capella, he played with all these big-name guys, okay? And now you're here again with a new team, with another star player, MVP candidate, I should say, okay? And we know, we knew, uh, Embiid, Embiid could have got MVP last year, could have got the year before that. Could have got it three years in a row now, and mm. if he's if he's weighs weighs his options completely, he'd understand that you know this is the team to stay in. And you got Doc Rivers, you know, much as he's a I don't really like him, but he's he's a great coach. You got a bunch of players. You got a good a good city you play for. So overall, it's just you know it's just perfect fit for him, in my opinion. I don't know where he would go. I mean, what other team would he want to play for? The Boston Celtics. Let's be for real. <laughs> Come on, you know, y'all know that. We got a spot for him. We got a spot for him. He could play with us. Listen, no, what? If so you Harden, can hound him every day? No, I'm all right, bro. If Harden played for the Celtics, I will forgive all his previous no. sins. I'm messaging him now, bro. I'm telling him to check out the pod. He's been standing with me this whole time. Did not give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Did not he's, go to the Celtics. He's an amazing player. Great no, guy. Okay. I'm, putting in my, I'm putting in my recruiting strategy now. Amazing guy. <laughs> 
That thinks he's LeBron James. You're not recruiting mm. nobody, bro. I gotta warn him though. There's not that many strip clubs in Boston. You're not gonna have a. Oh damn. Yeah, this this the nightlife's kind of sucks up here. All you know right. What? <laughs> life. Listen, um, let me uh let me just push this onto what Doc Rivers said, the little animal. Okay, so he had some sort of point to do with uh the Clippers, and he decided to say that um the Clippers was made by him meaning um they were a laughing stock of the of, of the whole league you know mm. and the clippers had no value and they had no uh, free agency attraction mm. they had none of it until he came and he built that system and built that whole you know come to la this is the real la team whatever um yeah what i feel about that is fuck you because he, he, is, <laughs> he is a little bit right you know, I'd I'd give it to him early in that regard, but still, fuck you, bro. No, I, th- I think he's completely right. I mean, what he coached them from, uh, he coached them for like what seven, six years, seven years. So, I think he's completely right. But at the same time, is it so much as Doc Rivers, or is it Chris Paul and DeAndre right. Jordan and Blake Griffin? Yeah, like mm. remember Blake Griffin back then? I know it sounds crazy to, to bring it up. But, you know, he was amazing back then. You know, that was mm-hmm. Lob City. Uh, it was a very entertaining team to watch. Exactly. Yeah, it really took smile, bro. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so, it was so amazing. And earlier you said um, how you, you don't like ISO play like that. And that's, that's, that's why I said I only like a few ISO players. Because other than that, like when you see some nice teamwork like that, like the way Chris Paul can pass, you know, that's crazy. It's really nice. So I, I don't know if that's really so much as Doc Rivers or just the players are really, really nice around them. You know, I'd give him credit only because it's the benefit of the doubt. Like, if you look at players like DJ, okay, DeAndre Jordan, hot shit without CP3. <laughs> He's horrible. We, like, yeah. When he went to the Nets, they're like, oh, they got, they got their, the big man, thank fuck. No. He went to the Mavs, <laughs> bro. No, he wasn't your team at one point. Was he? I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He was a maverick at one yeah. point. He didn't do shit. Yeah, I like to forget those uh, those times. <laughs> Everybody, every time he touches a new team, the fans hate him. <laughs> I remember when he joined the Lakers. Uh, God. Oh shit! I forgot about that. This man's been everywhere. Yeah, he's been around the whole place. Hated him. They were well, like, yeah, with that. Yeah, it does. It does. But with that being said, like that whole Clippers team is it, back to the same point you said at the start. Is the system was perfect? You had JJ Redick, who'd always score the first oh, ten points all by yeah, himself sir. every I'm single time. Big JJ fan. Yeah, he, he's, he's one of the greatest guys. And you had that bench guys that come off the bench, and um, you know, like Jamal Crawford, all them guys. I'll do their thing. You know, one guy I hated so much, but I hated him because I was so young and stupid. I hated this guy called Luke and Barmute. I don't know if you remember him. He oh, was, I know uh, him. yeah, he is the guy that played twenty five minutes with zero points. Oh, that's him. No, you talk about you talk about Tony Snell. No, Luke. <laughs> no, he, Luke, bro, he did this shit Were every game. Original? Oh shit, he did it every game. And his main, so what I didn't know at the time was that his main, you know, selling point was his defense, right? But he had no blocks, nothing like that. No, but it didn't matter because he was the one that was guarding all of these KDs, these LeBrons, you know. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that would put and put them on, and I didn't know that. All I knew is that that check, this man had what well, I was averaging two points for twenty five minutes. You didn't know what defense was? I, well, defense in my eyes back in the day was you know steals and blocks. I see. You see. So he was like the Andre Roberson. Yeah. 
I remember uh, when I used to look at the box scores back when that Thunder team, uh, when it was just Westbrook and Robeson and shit, and I was like, damn, this Robeson dude's terrible. And I watched a couple of games. I was like, oh, he's a defender. That's what it is. <laughs> but you see what I mean, right? It's, it, it's just the whole... Um... Yeah, but I was a child back then, so I let myself off. That's okay. You're, st- you're still a Clippers fan, so you haven't really grown up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tony Snow, the guy, you know what's crazy? But a stat about him. He hasn't missed a free throw since March 12th, 2019. Man, come on. That's a crazy statistic, and you know it is too. Come on. Come on. Bro, what the th- last time he missed a free throw, Dirk was in the NBA. Okay, don't look. What team does Tony Snow play for? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's that's exactly how we feel about that stat, man. Okay. I don't nobody nobody is paying attention to Tony Snow. Okay, okay. okay. You know that's you, listen. I'm proud of him now. You know, I hope he's prospering. He how plays for the, the NBA. He plays for the Blazers, by the way. Does he? I think so, right? Can they trade for him? Or how's he doing? I don't know. I don't I'm watch sure the Blazers. Statistics, bro. Okay. He's, average, he's averaging two points. No, but he needs to watch the Blazers. Yeah, no. Watch the Blazers. You need to. Uh, you need to find a hobby, bro. Dude, ask ask a Blazer fan where they live. They do not live in that state. They don't really? have local fans like that, man. Wow. I'm telling you, Portland's dude. more of a soccer team or soccer city. Really? Yeah. What wow. what's their team? Uh, they've got the Timbers. They also have a women's team that's really good. So the the fans show up to those games. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Blazers are a big draw there. <laughs> that's that's the, damn. They they getting out. You know what? You know what it is. It's because the Blazers fucking suck. Like why 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 would you show up to a Blazers game? Like honestly, let's be for real. You, like you gonna pay money for it? There's no way I'm paying money to watch. These clowns when I'm on the circles, bro. I did not know that Portland had soccer, though. That's I'm looking at it right now. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh wait, they signed Drew Eubanks recently, didn't they? And he's he's doing decent for them now, which is crazy to me. Who? The so kid called Drew. Yeah, Drew Eubanks, bro. Who the hell is he? <laughs> no one even knows. You don't even care. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, you guys got any, anything you want to talk about? Because I got one thing ready, but I just don't want to speak on it yet. I'm listening. Oh, Are you listening? Perfect. Right. I want to speak about my long lost brother, Victor Oladipo. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> my boy, Victor Oladipo, man. He's been missing for so long. And that's because he's been hounded by injuries. Okay. Like, so it, it brings to the main point where I'm trying to focus on is uh, how, like, how much do you think it takes like a mental toll on you for you to be injured and completely forgotten about in the league. Because really mm. and truly, I completely forgot he was still in the league. Mm. Let alone the Heat, because, you know, the Heat's, Heat's another team that I, I don't even watch at all. But, you know, like he's still in the league. And this is the victor that we, we once saw averaging 20 certain points per game. Mm. He was meant to be a star, bro. And we saw him go to the Heat. We're like, holy shit, he's going to be amazing. I didn't then, say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be rough being injured for that long because you know you lose your touch and you feel out of the loop and feel like you're right. not contributing because well you're not, but 
I mean, doing that rehab day in and day out is awful. I've, I've heard. So, yeah. um, yeah, that sucks for him. And I hope he can get back into the group quickly. Yeah. The Heat are a good team. No, his, I think his career is done for. But imagine, look at the level of play he was. And imagine if he was still at that same position, if he was still at that same kind of spot, the Heat are just going to be stacked out of their mind. They, they're doing this well without him. I'm you know? not, and, well, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. What do you mean? It's on the depot. Yeah. You don't like him? No, 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 no. But I, I'm going to answer your original question, though. Um, you were asking how, you know, we think about how the mental toll it takes and, and things like that on, of injuries. Um, I think injury-wise, I think it's scary. Uh, and I can understand, like, how, how it how it affects you. Uh, like I'd had just a couple injuries myself and it wasn't even nothing that serious, but is that why you're not in the NBA? Yeah, that's why I'm not in the NBA. That's what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, freaking, um, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had a couple like leg and foot injuries. And I remember, uh, like when I started recovering, like it gets scary just to like go down some steps or mm. like, yeah, you, or, or thinking about maybe running somewhere today like and then every time you walk it's just you get nervous of like fuck am i gonna just step and fuck my shit up again uh mm. and i'm not even an athlete like i'm not even expected to play a full 40 48 minute you know i'm just here chilling so i can't imagine you know having a serious injury um that affects like your actual you know your tendons and your nerves and, and things like that and then being expected to go back out there and then on the second half, um, I think another, the part where you said like the world forgets about him, I think that's a, that's the, the pros and cons of, of being any sort of status in today's world. You know, a lot of people that, you know, they get those statuses, whether it's a, whether they're a Twitch streamer, an athlete, um, they're smart, you know, they're funny and they have a following. Um, and people feel like that these people are all these people that follow them and that, that show them love, care for them. But then all too many times when they fall out of rotation of, of stardom, when people stop caring, they move on to someone else for whatever reason, they feel like they've been done dirty and people forgot about them and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's, it's a lot of people just get confused with the social media aspect. Like the, a lot of these people don't care about you. you know, there's, there's only real few fans of who you actually are and who are going to be there for you when, when, when you are injured, when you're not streaming, when you are going through something. And um, yeah. and that, that's probably what that is there. Yeah, I got an injury, man. I got a career-ending injury on me right now. Pretty sad. But um, what do you my have? shoulder, but my right shoulder is completely fucked. But like, I feel it every every hour at least. And that's like, if if I'm if I'm looking to grab something or move my arm any kind of direction, I'd feel it straight away. It's not to the point where like I, I'm in agony. It's just that I'm like ah, you know what I mean. That type of little little feeling. Uh, it's just constant. But to think that's like, to think that kind of stuff is happening, and then, you know, to me it's subconscious. It's, I, I don't even know that like this movement here fucks up my arm. But then right. I noticed with time that like, I'd, I'd move my arm only a certain way because my body knows, my mind knows, sorry, that like if I move it this way, it will hurt. So I'd move it like a certain different direction, and that like definitely comes to play with these injuries because you're just not going to be the same person again, are you? Right. Right. So it's, it's it's really fucked up, man. The boogie's looking nice though. Um, oh, mm. he just got that contract, I think, didn't he? Um, he got extended. 
I forgot what damn team it was. Was it the Hornets? No, that's Isaiah Thomas, right? Who who Boogie play for now? I he forget. For the the Nuggets. Oh, was the Nuggets? Yeah, they just they just got his contract, right? They, I think they picked yeah. him up after like they they tested him out for like a ten day. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he had that one game where he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? Was he like, had thirty and fifteen or some shit. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah, that was nice to see. I mean, yeah, I'm happy for him, man. I like, yeah, he's another guy where like you really look back at it. Bookie was one. Bookie was the big man, the best big man in the league for a very long time. Mm-mm, no, he wasn't. Okay, but close. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, speaking of frauds, uh, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> oh man. Chicago Bulls are uh, zero and sixteen against the top three seeds in the East and Western Conference. Conference. You know, funny that stat has definitely gone up too. Yeah, um, that stat is a bit old, but like, still, it's still to this day a crazy number. I think that that's crazy. You know, well, it's funny because a lot of people say, "Oh, regular season doesn't, doesn't matter. Regular season doesn't matter." So it's like, does that does that still apply here? Or are we still not counting that? Is it just bad luck? Wait, it's 0 and 18, by the way. But carry on. It's 0 and 18 now? Yeah, yeah. It's top three seeds? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Okay. I'm, I'm asking y'all, what do y'all think? Is it bad luck? Is it, are we just going to ignore that it's just a regular season thing? And like, you know, there's only facing one team in the playoffs per round? They've had some injuries, haven't they? Yeah, Alonzo's out for the season. Not for the season, but for, he's been out for like the past four or six weeks. I know oh. Caruso was out for a while too. I think yeah. that aspect is definitely bad luck but yeah that record does not speak well of them so they True. they i don't know if i'd call them frauds or not but yeah <laughs> the words that he uses bro he's just toxic face all thinks they're gonna get a championship mind I you think... mind you a month ago face all said lebron was gonna win it all so take that into his opinions He's done for slandering my name, bro. What do you think? I'm listening. I uh I think that um depending on matchups, okay. So mm-hmm. right now the Bulls are fifth. They'll go up against the Bulls if the, if it stays stays like this. I mm-hmm. think no, not the Bulls. They go up against the Bucks. Sorry, <laughs> uh they lose that without yeah. a doubt. But let's say they go up against the Raptors. They win that series. They go up against the Cavs. They win that series. They go up against the Celtics. They win that series. They go up against the Nets. They maybe you know they might get full short in that regard. But um, overall, I think the Bulls need to be respected. They have um, great players from top to bottom. They have leaders. They have guys that have done it before. They have people that have faked it until they make it, like Nikola Vucevic. He has. He's been a faker for a very long time. He's been a star on a horrible team. Who? So who's, who's done it before? You said someone's done it before. Who's done it? You're not talking about Demar, are you? You're not talking about Demar, Mister Mister. They got great players everywhere. Yeah, don't talk about Demar, Mister. <laughs> mopped across the floor every playoff series he's stepping to. <laughs> they got great players, bro. That Le- that what what LeBron did to that Raptors. Team. It's LeBron, man. No, that whooping was historical. <laughs> Do you remember? Like in the same game, he had like a half court game shot, winners, man. a pass. He was slamming dunks, man. It was crazy. That was like a, a Miami Heat level, LeBron. He had fun there. I remember too. He had a lot of fun. 
He did not care, man. Okay, that LeBron is a bit rude, though. It's not fair on them, man. But demar has been great, man. You know he's been amazing, especially after like coming off of that season with Pop. With Pop, you can tell, like, as a player as a whole, he's become not only like a a, a great scorer, but a very very clutch scorer too. And that's why I, I'd happily put him above quite a lot of players, only because I know when it comes to the wire, there is no like you know, there's no there is no nerves, there is none of that shit. It's just him trying his best to get a point for them. I respect yeah. that a lot, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I think that's always been Demar. He's a great. He's always been a great playmaker. He's clutch. That's that, that's the that's the key word here. Unlike players like you know Giannis and Tukumpo, run and dunk, man. He's not as clutch as you know, my boy the Rosen. You hate Giannis. I don't hate him. That's a lie. <laughs> I don't hate anybody, bro. How could you hate Giannis? Right? I don't hate him. He just runs and dunks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to say. He's a, he's a very dominant player. Very dominant player. Unstoppable. And yeah, there's nothing else to really say on that. He's, I, I, he's just absurd to me to think uh, MVP, in quotation marks, okay, is the one that's he's not taking the final shot. This year, he's definitely stepped up a lot. But last season, the season before that, I used to hound him constantly to the point where I used to see him come off the court in the final two minutes only because the coach wants Chris to shoot that shot, not him. But nowadays, he's definitely found a shot. He's able to shoot a lot more. So the one and dunk man quote is, is, is kind of, you know, losing its touch. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's over the years, he's been working on his shot more and more. Yeah, so he's improved, man. Y'all remember when, um, I don't know if y'all remember, Dwight Howard in one offseason said he was, he was going to get a three-point shot. Sorry, I'll, never, I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I forget which team he was going to. Definitely not the Lakers because they would have hounded him for that one. Was it the Lakers? I'm trying to see right now. Hold on. I don't think it was. Can't be. I'm not letting that happen. If he was trying to tell the Laker fans he's developing a shot and he does not shoot them shots in the in the regular season, they're going to be on his case. But yeah, um, while you find that statistic, whatever you want to do, I wanted to push into the... Uh, the MVP race and speak about my boy uh, Devin Booker because wow. a lot of a lot of people are, are, are giving um, my boy Devin a, a shout for MVP but now he's currently sitting at seventh behind John Morant who's currently injured so you know Jay probably full very soon but um, yeah I think Devin Booker has a shout it's not only just CP3 CP3 just came back recently after being uh, injured for a few games, I'm not, I'm not sure how many games, but it's still cool. winning, man. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, he deserves some respect. But does he deserve number seven? He deserves top five. I mean, he can score. Number. Whoever's fifth needs to needs to disappear. And you know who fifth is? Who's fifth? <laughs> is it Luca? <laughs> no, Jason Tatum. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's fine. That's perfect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, did Booker over Tatum? Devin Booker like is not better than Tatum. I, I, know, I know there was some talk about that last season. It's not true. Don't, don't believe the hype. I'm taking Booker. I don't, I don't even mind the Tatum comparisons because I know in the long run, Tatum's career is going to speak for itself. Damn. Yo, it was the Hornets. That's who it was. He, he got signed for the Hornets and he said, I'm working on my three-point shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm looking at it right now. It says he attempted 0.13s a game that following season. <laughs> that he must have been trying and kept clanking, bro. So he's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to stop trying. No, he capped. He said in the offseason before he got signed. He said that shit just to get, uh, just to get signed, I think. Yeah, that's that, not that, was like the, that was like the shift of when people needed, um, you know, when big man starting to take threes, you know? Yeah. Three's going to go up a lot more. What's this? Uh, what's what? The Warriors started the season 27-6. Then Draymond Green got hurt against the Suns. Since then, they've been 21-10. and 10. It might even win 50 games total. 21-20. and 20. Oh. Oh, shoot, my bad. I had to thank you. What the hell? What the hell am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 21. And so they, they've won 21, lost 20 since Draymond went down. I mean, I think they'll still reach 50 games, uh, 50 wins. But that is a crazy stat. But I'm, I mean, I'm not that surprised. I mean, I think it's been known like Draymond's like an anchor for that team. Anyone that thinks otherwise is delusional. Yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. Draymond's in a bro. I tell everyone like, without Draymond, there is no. Okay, this is gonna be a crazy, crazy take. Oh god, there is no. Don't say it. There is no Splash Bros. Your craziness. Okay, You're but so hear crazy. this, hear this, hear this. Okay, hear this. I know some Warrior fans around that would not like this statement. Okay, however, without Kerr and without Draymond, I don't think the Splash Bros would be doing what they were doing. And now, of course, that's a very stupid take if you really think about it. However, what I'm more so referring to is um, the importance of how Draymond understood the assignment, right? It's, 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 not, it's not only the fact that Draymond is easily coachable because I'm, I'm guessing it was Steve Kerr that really pushed this whole system. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, like, you can't just tell people to do what Draymond does. It's, it's not something you can teach. It's, it's more so, it's, it's a skill set in a way. Mm-hmm. Being, be, being very like easily teachable, being very easily, you know, like understanding the sound very well and knowing your role very well. That's, that's a skill in itself. And his so, defense is irreplaceable. Right. 100%. Definitely. I remember um, when that Warriors team first got assembled. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about the 2015 2016 one. I was watching that team. I was like, wow, this team is, you know, they make basketball look so easy. But exactly, Draymond's defense, I remember watching him. I was like, this guy's a little bit shorter for a center. How are they so good? And I'm just looking at him. Like, he's, his IQ is so high, like, defensively. Yeah. He just, he plays bigger than his size. Just from his IQ, he knows what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, look, at that. Yeah, so. uh, look at the Look at the notes. I just put the stats here. You can see the reference. Steph without Draymond in 20 minutes. Uh, he played six points, three, three for nine. Steph, this is for March. Uh, it says March, uh, March 15th this year. Uh, Steph with Draymond, 15 minutes. Look at five less minutes, 41 points, eight for eight free throws. 41 points in 15 minutes with Draymond on the court. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I think if you really speak to Curry uh, and ask him the question of, how important mm-hmm. is Draymond to the team? He'll tell you, shut up, man. He'll yeah. tell you that, like, without him, it, it, the game would just be much harder. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. He, he, he works perfect for the system there. 
I don't, yeah. I don't. I guess that's another thing. I think if Draymond was another team, you could even argue the same thing that he might be an amazing player, but would he still have that shine? No, I don't think he would. Because as we know, he ain't, a, he ain't that, that that world of a scorer. However, the way he works with current all them guys, he's just he, he's a great player. I don't think he he would he would prosper as much as he is on the Warriors and, and on a different team. Imagine him on the Hornets, bro. Okay, let's take the Hornets. Imagine him on the Pistons, bro. There ain't nothing happened over there, and you know it is. <laughs> well, you put him in one of the worst positions possible. That's terrible. Well, you know, he's meant to be an all-star. He was a prior all-star, wasn't he? So if somebody's an all-star, surely they'd be able to at least be okay on every team. I don't think he'll do anything on on on, on the on the Pistons. Mm. He he's like... just running around. Pat Bev style. <laughs> That's your boy. He said you like Pat Bev. I adore Pat Bev. Pat Bev is what you call hustle. And and it's so hard to teach that kind of shit. But he he looks like he wants it every single race. Race? Sorry. Every single game. <laughs> you watching that F1, I guess? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, I don't like the attitude. I don't like the attitude, you know, with Pat Bev. Uh, it's just too much for me. Especially, like, with the refs, too. He was one of those ref guys. And there's this too. There's a few guys in the league like that. It's just like, why are you talking to the ref? Why are you getting upset at the ref? I have rarely, besides like LeBron, a couple times, and a few other players, seen the ref actually change the decision from you talking to them. Mm-hmm. So like, if anything, why it's there, just gonna annoy them, you know? Right. Like they're doing their job. They literally have a salary. Like you're a multi-million dollar athlete. Like please go back to dribbling. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. Okay, and I would have been with you, right? But um, I, I'm also the same in a way where, like, I'd get, I, I'd, I'd react in a way. I'm not gonna react and start screeching at the ref. I'll just be like, like, come on! You can see me getting beat the fuck out of. Because I ain't gonna lie. In my opinion, I get fouled a lot. I get fouled so much. Okay. But like, as I, I, I don't think the refs ever call it because you know. I'm going out of guys much, much bigger than me. So they they just think that I'm, you know, the guys are stronger, you know, it is what it is. But no, I get fouled so much and I get I get really annoyed at the refs because they never ever have to call it. And okay. it's more such a reaction. Okay. So it's okay, that's right. We're we're human. We can react. But we're talking about these guys that do it and and a couple of them Maybe we know. Not, yeah. No, hold on. A couple of them we know, we see it all the time. LeBron does it, right? Luca does it, Harden does it. And it's the guys that already have a lot of free throw stats to them. It's not like they don't get free throws. And so mm. my question to you is, what do you think what, what do you think is a better way to really even handle something like that? Because if you're doing this in game in and out every game, why don't you just save it to the end? Game's over, go talk to the ref then. Every play yeah. that you get hit on, you're gonna go walk up and start screaming and being oh, you ain't call that, you ain't call that every two minutes. What's what is gonna change? What are you what are you looking for? Yeah, I think you're also just in the moment. In the moment, of course, like looking back, you'd be like, okay, I shouldn't have reacted like that. Of course, this is a dumb reaction. But when you're in the moment, that should not matter at all, man. To you, it's like I want to, get, I, I want to get that ball, and then you're trying your hardest to get the ball over, and out of nowhere, a whistle's been blown, and the game just stopped. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, and I think it's emotional. Like, yeah, like in the moment, you you get so focused, and when you think you've been fouled, you know, it's hard not to, you know, kind of blow up and. Uh, I know recently Lucas said he was done talking to the refs like that, but you know, <laughs> immediately turned around and got another technical. So I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard a hard habit to quit. Some guys are just like that; they have that personality where they have to chirp at the refs. 
You know what's crazy right. though? With, with Luca, okay. I don't, I don't know if this is something that is taken into account, but he he's from Europe, right? Meaning in Europe, fouls are called a lot reg, a lot more regular over there. So like stuff that should be called are not called in the NBA. Mm. So I, I don't know if that has anything to do with what what the what's happening like, with his fouls or anything like that. But like I think he's just a reactionary kind of guy too. He's been in the league a few years now, though. Yeah, yeah, mm. of course. Um, well, it's your roots, man. So it's what you, we grew up learning. So you know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But I mean, he was cooking the Euro League. I don't think they could even foul him. Yeah, he was really mm. good over there. Um, yeah. did y'all see that? Uh, did y'all see that update? It was at the beginning of this month. I, I don't know if y'all still remember, but y'all remember this the Phoenix Suns owner Robert Saber mm-hmm. or Sarver? Yeah, I remember they released an update. I'm still waiting to hear on it, but they said they uh, last thing they said that they were about to interview him. You know, they said they had like 300 people interviewed already for part of the investigation. So he's probably like the final one. They're probably getting all the info. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what the status of that was. I don't even remember. Um, didn't they just fire Donald Sterling? Didn't they just fire him off the bat? Uh, they, well, they forced him to sell the team, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, man. I don't know much about coaches. No, he's not a coach. He's a couple of owners. Same shit. No, I didn't. All right. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just interested to see what's going to happen with that. And, I, and you know, there were some some Suns fans were thinking that, remember, De- I don't know if y'all remember, but DeAndre Ayton was supposed to get paid that uh, last offseason. And I'm wondering, some, some, some Suns fans were thinking that he might have hated the dude, and that's why he didn't get the extension, the big, the big money. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be like career sabotage. Like, you're playing with mm-hmm. paper right there. That's kind of crazy. I don't yeah, know. Some of these owners have big egos, you know, like players do. And I know there's a lot of allegations uh, against Sarver, Saver, how you say it. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there also. Didn't, didn't Mark Cuban have some stuff? Didn't they try to put some stuff on Mark? Well, it was within the Mavericks and they were like, oh, Mark was unaware. And like, I think they were trying to say he right. was... Um, like it is it, it should have been his job to pay attention to it or something like this dude don't have ten businesses. Yeah, there is some uh allegations there and um there's also one recently where I think it's Donnie Nelson who um I guess was fired his nephew, I believe, uh interviewed for a position and the Mavericks chief of staff whose name is escaping me at the moment, uh allegedly, you know, sexually harassed or assaulted him in a hotel room. So that's kind of been an ongoing issue for the Mavericks organization. They've got kind of a, a culture issue there also, I think. Mm. Damn. I don't know why people are like that. It's just, you have to be a different type of person. It's just not yeah. even a, this is really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but, what? No, go on. I was going to say uh, that funny thing I saw. I don't know if y'all saw the, uh, that Kevin Porter Jr. thing from the Cavs. Um, uh, no. Where he was throwing stuff around the locker room? Nah, the, um, hold on. I'm going to drop the note so you can see it with me here. That thing. <laughs> I'm going to read it so they can hear it. Uh, Kevin Porter, oh, wow. this was March 20th. Kevin Porter, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. airballed the three, limped as, limped as if he was hurt. And asked for a lob pass, parentheses, didn't get it, <laughs> didn't run back in transition, then looked at Stephen Silas and then asked out of the game. Yeah. 
That I, guy, I know a guy just like that, you know. Really? In real life? Uh, bro, oh my. This guy, so he came him. to, the, he came, he joined like the, you know, the team. He's like a four-star recruit or some shit. He was meant to be a really good player, right? Yeah. Joined the team, whatever. And his attitude was the worst thing in the world. I was talking to the point where like, firstly, as a team, you're meant to be a team, not right? And he came yeah. in, fe- not only feeling like an outsider, but he acted like an outsider too. So like, we, I tried to help the guy. Like, Yo, you're part of the team, come on. And he's, he just, he was never with it. And I'm like, okay, he might, might be just one of those guys. Right. But um, there was times where, like in game, whatever he let's say he fluffs a layup, he would limp back. Let's say he yeah. uh, he goes for a layup, whatever, and and he he thinks he's a foul, he will start hitting the floor. He will just stay he will sit on the floor, he will stay on the floor, or like he'll walk back rather than running back on defense. <laughs> and th- th- those kind of people, they they boil my blood, bro, mm-hmm. because you're not just play, you're not playing for the team anymore, you're playing for yourself, right. It's just annoying, man. Yeah, KPJ, if you've done that type of shit, he reminds me exactly like him. It's all attitude, man. Dude, it's just Kevin Porter Jr. This is not his first incident. Like, that dude yeah, is something not, wrong with them. It's that, it's that, that's what I mean. Like, is it, you start hearing stories like this and you have to wonder if it's true. Well, that's facts. We could, That's probably just on footage. But, like, locker room drama in general, like the Jimmy Butler, Harden stuff, where people say things like that about dudes. Uh, it, it's, I always wonder if it's true. And if it is true, I don't know why people like that that's kind of like a crazy mentality with Porter yeah he had that big issue didn't he with the, with the team before yeah like uh, yeah yeah what, what Mel said he was throwing stuff around in the locker room yeah 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 that's only one of his incidents like he literally that's has like a timeline he has a timeline of drama that is so much star treatment thank you I kept telling guys listen if he's a problem in the team I don't care how good he is let him go He's not that good. No, I'm just saying as a whole, that's how, that's how I see it full stop. So KPJ, he gets star treatment, bro. We knew he was a locker room issue. Houston knew there was a locker room issue. But they still brought him on. And now, now they're having to, you know, like somewhat uh, hold him at bay and keep him keep him happy. Even with him doing this kind of dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Well, I mean, I'm sure the team doesn't want to get rid of the player right off the bat. You know, like, even nah, right after right that, but they want to give him chances, you know. Punishments, though. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But um, I think we'll wrap it up here, guys. We do appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate all the kind words, all the messages from you guys. Uh, everyone that liked this pod, if you let us know. And this was a pretty good episode. This was episode nine, season two. I know I didn't say it in the beginning. But um, thanks for listening to Skybox, guys. And we will see you guys when we see you. Yeah, thank you, Mel. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Peace.